1: Thank you for joining me on this journey. And now, let's create a life we love. All right. Welcome, welcome, everybody. My name is Tutor Alexander, and this is the Seven Transformations Podcast. I am here with my awesome friend, Ricky. Say hello, Ricky. Hey, guys. So, Ricky is here, actually. This is, she's my first. Guinea pig for a Skype interview. So I'm super stoked that technology is facilitating an awesome conversation tonight. I've known Ricky for a while here, and she recently started her life, this journey that she took a risk, and she'll tell you more about that. But it really spiraled into a new life journey, a new life path. It was a lot of transformative aspects to it. So we're going to talk to Ricky about. That and we're also going to look at her life as a dietitian. She does a lot of work with people, and she can fill you in. So, Ricky, what do you what do you do for a living? You want to tell them?
0: Yeah. So, my primary living is I do work as a registered dietitian. I own my own practice out here in Denver, Colorado. Um, so I work with clients ranging from eating disorders is my primary focus, but I also do weight management, GI health in terms of food sensitivities allergies Crohn's disease anything like that as well as some sports nutrition and other areas of focus that you know depending on what my clients are looking for if it's something I can help them with I'm more than happy to get them on board Um, my other kind of hobby living is I do teach dance just to kind of aid in the whole process of being a professional competitive dancer
1: Yeah, and that's a whole transformative work in and of itself right there, too. I mean, I I can relate, obviously, we both ballroom dance. So have you ever thought of any of these as transformative? I mean, now you're professional, you're teaching, you're competing, performing, you're doing your dietitian work, obviously. Have you ever thought of your life as a work in the area of transformation?
0: Absolutely. I mean, both within my own transformation as well as for my clientele and my students, I feel like I'm constantly experienced tr- experiencing transformation throughout my life. So, you know, for myself being able to take the risk of starting my own practice so soon out of school, most people wait, you know, at least 10 years or so until they've gained a bunch of experience. And I started my practice within a year or so, um, not even six months of graduating. Um, and, Being able to really take on those nutrition clients and what I go through with them and realizing and really reflecting on my own behaviors as well has allowed me to improve a lot of things in my life in terms of, you know, body image and food choices, eating habits, lifestyle habits. And then with dancing, you know, a transformation in itself, being able to develop develop that accountability as a professional dancer Mm. because you know as a a student you can really rely on your teacher um and as a professional dancer you're part of a partnership
1: well what yeah so yeah were you gonna say something sorry i I totally cut you off
0: (laughs) oh no you go ahead (laughs) Uh, ahead, yeah
1: i was gonna say what is you know what do these things mean this is kind of a little more philosophical question but since you're Mm -hmm. on that track and you see all these things is transformative and it's it's something that really motivates you and keeps you going. What, what does your work mean to you in terms of your life purpose? You know, what is your life purpose to you and how does your work that you're mm-hmm. doing as a dietitian, helping people, uh, maybe even as a ballroom dancer, how does that fit into your life purpose?
0: Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm someone that I really thrive off of seeing other individuals succeed and transform. So throughout My practice as a dietitian, I'm working with clientele and I can see them going from, you know, being at severe risk with an eating disorder, being severely underweight to now living a healthy lifestyle with a healthier mindset. I can see clients who maybe have an elevated A1C level, they're diabetic, and we can get that level under control just from behavior changes Hmm. and mindset. And doing those kinds of things, for me, seeing my clients succeed is such a big driver in my own life, yeah. Um, as well as with, with students and dancing, too, because, you know, being able to come in and see a wedding couple who starts with zero dance experience, put together, you know, a wedding routine where, you know, they they look good out there on the dance floor and they, they're not nervous and just doing a little high school shuffle, but they actually feel like they can dance a little bit and seeing that excitement and happiness. Um, those are the types of things I've always thrived on and seeing others succeed in those ways.
1: Yeah, that's, I think that is one of the most rewarding parts of life is when we can become motivated by the impact that we create for others. So that's, that's really cool that you're able to create that in your life on an ongoing basis, like you're, you know, the way that you do every day is based on those things. You make a living out of those things. So that's really cool. Well, what's your favorite part of the process? You know, whether it's, you know, if you want to talk about the dance thing that you do or your dietitian business, obviously there's Mm -hmm. a lot of aspects to, to that, whether you're talking to people or you get to see the final product, were you working with kids or elderly people? What's uh, your favorite part of the process?
0: Um, it's, It really is the process itself. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite part of the process.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: being able to see people work through, you know, the success is great and that's the most exciting thing to see. But if you see success without struggle, it's not as rewarding because Mm -hmm. you know, if someone tries something and they succeed right away, there's not as much of an impact on their lives or your own life. And so Being able to help people work through processes where they're really having a hard time and really struggling and helping them get to a point where they feel like they have this control over what they're doing and they feel like they can be accountable to themselves and succeed, even though some days may not be the best, that's that's what I really enjoy is being able to kind of take those puzzle pieces and figure out what's not working and figure out how we can make it an easier process that won't make people feel like just quitting and giving up, but rather making them feel like it's easy to continue within the process.
1: What was one of your most uh, transformative experiences that you can recall, maybe recently or maybe when you started? Um,
0: yeah, so I think the biggest... Mm, there's, there's so many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but being able to really... Look back, I think the first time, and this was before I even started my own practice, but the first time that I worked with a teenage eating disorder client, and I went from seeing a client that wasn't able to focus, wasn't able to pay attention because they were so malnourished, and you know, they weren't succeeding in school, they didn't have any energy, Mm. to eventually throughout the process see a light return to their eyes and see them beginning to engage and interact and improve and grow. That was one of the first times I think that I truly realized how important my role can be as a dietitian. And it really made me that much more connected. I feel to the eating disorder group because it it's not an easy condition to work with. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a lot of components to it that are psychological in addition to food. And so it's one that you can get burned out on very easily. Mm-hmm. But by seeing those little moments, that's something that I feel like truly transformed me as a dietitian because it really grew me into a bigger picture thinker mm-hmm. and seeing a whole mind body rather than just one little component.
1: Yeah, and that's the way that health, I think, in general, seems to be moving. I, I attended, actually, a a recent talk uh, by Deepak Chopra. He was presenting, a, like, a book on health. Mm-hmm. I forget the name, actually. I have it somewhere. It was, it was health or healing. It was about healing, and he was talking about mm-hmm. the integrative approach to body systems and how we're not looking anymore at organs as, like, a separate thing, but it's, like, you have to look at everything when you look at one thing, so... Mm-hmm. I think that is the way that health is going and, and hopefully it's it's going to be making some big changes in the coming generations. Well, your relationships, you know, the impact of, let's say, even the last year, you know, of how you've taken a risk, mm-hmm. moving there, really creating a whole new life, transforming in the process or even just the process of you becoming a professional ballroom dancer, becoming a dietitian, having your own business, being accountable to yourself what was the impact on the people around you in the sense of how have you changed what has t- transformed about you that has made it better for other people that you know has made it different for them what's been the social impact on the people closest to you your family your friends uh maybe even your dance partner I don't know
0: yeah it's definitely i mean it's been I'd say the past year has been my biggest year of transformation I've ever really had in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I went from being in a long-term relationship to not. <laughs> and where I was really kind of at a point where I would just go along with whatever, whatever else was going on. I didn't really take control over my own life and what I really wanted to do. And when that relationship ended, everything kind of started in that process where I was able to grow um, as an individual and really take accountability for myself as a person Mm. and focus on my own growth rather than someone else's. So that was, that was a big thing for me that kind of set everything off and realizing that I could be an independent person. Mm. Um, And then by not having that, that person that maybe I needed to make so many compromises for, it allowed me to really pursue everything to the fullest. Yeah. Um, and so, and I've always had a very supportive family. Um, you know, my parents were, when I told them I was making the decision to move to Denver, they were definitely hesitant because, you know, our, our families are very much, you know, you work in the professional work world and you make a good living and you do what you went to school to do. Um, and so when I was discussing, you know, making professional dancing a big part of my life, that was a scary thing for them. But when I demonstrated how to incorporate that as well as my nutrition all in one big picture, that was something that now all of a sudden they were really able to be on board with. Um, and so just working with those relationships and then in addition, you know, starting a new dance partnership and developing a relationship with someone that you know we we have very similar methods of thinking but it's someone new in your life that you have to learn their ways of interacting and how they grow as dancers as well as how they maybe communicate and developing yeah, and their the best habits strategies and... of communication hmm. say that again
1: i was gonna say their habits and their own routines and even if they're similar thinkers you Kind of getting in a routine together that and and like you said communication I think is key, is a key aspect of it regardless of how you think
0: yeah absolutely and you know being able to communicate in those settings it can it can be the difference between a long drawn out argument and a quick and a quick fix
1: <laughs> yeah I mean I can relate to that too one thing I would say that my partner and I have uh that's that's a strength is definitely our communication, we're very similar thinking in in certain ways and obviously in in other ways we're different. But having that clear, effective communication, I look at how efficient I am with practice versus, you know, previous partnerships or, you know, even other people that I see. And, you know, this is something that you can extrapolate to anything, whether it's business partnerships or relationships. I think having that clear, effective communication is is so important. So, well, what's, what is, you know, something that how are you different as a result of this last year? I mean, what are some of the biggest things that's changed about you?
0: Um, I think some of the biggest things are being able to just truly, truly be an individual Mm -hmm. in my life. So I think I was so used to defining myself by those around me Mm. and the past the past year has really allowed me to explore and figure out who I really am. And I'm, it's still, and will probably always be a process, but it's, it's allowed me the opportunity to really take ownership of what I'm doing. And beyond that, being able to, you know, I was, I grew up as a pretty anxious type A person. Mm -hmm. So the past year I've also been able to take those attitudes and behaviors and manage them just through small little changes of focus and mindset and mindfulness. Um, and that's what's really been so beneficial to me because it makes it so much easier to handle life situations and grow as a person and experience emotional situations and work through the process of a very crazy, overwhelming lifestyle.
1: Yeah. I, mean, I can really relate to you. I I have a similar lifestyle in the sense I wake up in the morning, I practice mm-hmm. and then like you said, 12 hours, you know, 12 hour days, it's like, that's pretty common, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously I have breaks during the day too, but you definitely don't see your mm-hmm. home again until 12 hours later usually. So uh, it's, exactly. it's pretty hectic. Well, how, you know, with your, with your job and your dancing, you know, there's a lot of exciting things that you do and being in the work of service and helping other people, it's a very rewarding kind of field to be in, or even ballroom dancing. It's very creative. You get to express yourself. You have all these fun and transformative experiences, but there's also the days when they're just the mundane. There's just the, just doing it, get through the motions. You know, we have all those, uh, in, in every kind of profession that you have. So what, this is kind of like a two-part question, but what makes a moment transformative to you? Let's say we take your dietitian, uh, you know, diet advice business with the mundane. What makes it a transformative event? What makes it a transformative experience? And how do you create more of those? Whether you have a particular state of mind that you try to put yourself in before each consultation or, you know, you whatever strategy you tend to use to keep more of those moments from happening and not let it degenerate into just, okay, I'm just giving diet advice, but rather you are transforming somebody's life. How do you maintain that? How do you keep that going in your life?
0: Right, yeah, and it it can definitely be difficult at times because days that you're tired and you're running around, it's sometimes hard to maintain that motivation. But I think taking the time to be able to reflect after each visit Mm-hmm. um and really explore you know what went well in that visit what was what was my client demonstrating what could I maybe have improved on to get a better result or what's something I did really well that seemed to come across well and seemed to really have a big impact on my clients and being able to just take those couple minutes to to think about what you've said and maybe explore what you can improve upon in the future or, you know, give yourself a pat on the back for, for doing well with, I think allows, allows it from becoming mundane to just something more where it is a transformation for yourself and for your clients. Because if you just go into it and you're going to rattle off the same advice to everyone with the same problem it's it's going to turn into a mundane practice and your clients aren't going to get the benefit out of it. Mm. So being able to take each person as an individual and make sure that reflection afterwards to ensure that is a continued practice and that you don't just get too comfortable with what you're doing I think is very important to me in developing the most transformative process.
1: Yeah, I think you really point to something very important and that's the value of proper transitions between things Mm -hmm. you know just like we have in dancing uh between different movements obviously if your transitions are not effective or efficient or good you're going to run out of energy you'll look sloppy whatever else so even in when you have your life's choreography uh you know you have transitions between clients between experiences and that allows you to reboot refresh reflect like you said i think that's really important so you know that was a uh, well said well what what does the word transformation this is an interview about transformation what does that mean to you when you hear that word does it did it mean anything before this interview as it does now what is it what comes to your mind when you hear it
0: um when i think of transformation i think i kind of think multifold i think of self-transformation as well as a general transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, so really focusing on, on how you can take something and take an experience and see it at a higher level. So if you think of, I believe if I'm getting my resources right, Maslow's hierarchy, um, or you're exploring kind of those basic needs in your life mm-hmm. and you can't get to that higher level of thinking without those basic needs, being able to meet those basic needs, but then take it to the next level of exploring, You know, what can I improve upon or how is this benefiting, affecting or detrimenting my life Mm. and what changes can I make to improve it on an intellectual level beyond just the physical base, basic baseline needs?
1: Hmm. Well, what's it to take that to the next level? You know, as you said, to kind of Mm -hmm. find the deeper, more fulfilling aspects of whatever in your opinion, the biggest obstacle to that? So if that's transformation, then what are some of the biggest obstacles that you see in doing that?
0: I think the biggest thing is many of us are very fearful of change. Mm. And so it's scary to think about allowing ourselves to transform and reach that next level because it's comfortable to be in the place that we're at that's that's our level of safety and comfort Mm -hmm. and in order to transform you have to take yourself out of a level of safety and comfort and create a new level of safety and comfort Um, Mm -hmm. and i think that's the biggest obstacle to transformation is is the fear
1: well said i think that fear is probably the they say it's either love or fear right so it's either you're Mm -hmm. living in one frame of mind or another and it's constantly changing we have to always be aware of which one we're looking at the world through. Well, how kind of this is the last question here? And it's more about, I guess, a reflection on your life lessons. You know, what's a, when you're going through this experience of being a ballroom dancer, being a person that's helping other people transform, there's a lot of life lessons that come forward into areas of other parts of life. You know, you learn you know, let's say about Mm -hmm. business or the human nature when you're dealing with people that maybe can help you in with your parents or another conflict you have somewhere else outside of that. So what are some life lessons or, you know, wisdom that you've learned about transformation, about service, about people that uh, you have gained from your work that you can share?
0: I would say the biggest thing is to never make assumptions, Um, Mm. In the process of transforming and especially working with others, a lot of the time we try and put everyone and everything, including ourselves, in boxes. And when we develop those boxes, that prevents us from continuing to grow and improve as well as prevents us from truly being able to help others to their fullest. Mm. So if I take a client that's got a condition and I put them in that box of these behaviors must apply. I'm not going to get the same results as if I take them as a brand new person with no, you know, no restrictions, no boxes, because everyone's different. There's things that will apply to multiple people, but you have to take the time to explore that with each and every one of them. In terms of business, dancing, you name it, because if you, if you put those boxes around your, yourself, or those other people, you just won't get the fullest result because you won't be exploring things to their full depth.
1: That's so true. You know, it's, it reminded me actually of a recent conversation. It's something we always talk about, but in teaching, uh, we always, whatever new student that comes in, you have to see them, you know, as the highest possibility, you know, you have to see them always as the next champion or the next, you know, huge show production. And, It's something that we always have to get back to, especially teaching dance. Even with our students that have been with us for a while, we have to constantly see what does that future look like. And like you said, when you put a box on it, you know, and we all have those boxes that we put. But uh, when you put a box on it, you limit your capacity to serve and really create Mm -hmm. a meaningful experience, which is transformation for somebody. So that's, uh, that's a good one. I like the boxes example. That's cool. (laughs) Well, Ricky, uh, where can they find you? Pretty much, we're coming up to the end of the interview here. Where can they get a hold of you if they want to do some coaching for diet, if they want to see you dance? What's a good place?
0: Yeah, the best option is probably to go to my website, denversdancingdietitian.com. That's got links to my blog, as well as all the different types of services I offer and ways to get a hold of me. as well as if, if you don't want to do the website search, you can look on a Taste of Health LLC on Facebook, and you can find me there. Um, and then those will connect you to all my other resources.
1: So. Awesome. And you do uh, appointments like via Skype and stuff. They don't have to live in Denver for them to call you or anything like that.
0: Correct. Yes, I do virtual video appointments. So it's essentially the same thing as an in-person appointment. We've got our face-to-face video chat, and the only thing that's different is if you want any weight checks, you've got to be accountable for that pushing yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go, guys. If you know somebody or if you yourself have any issues with eating disorders, Ricky's specialty is in that area. She's really great at what she does, so check her out. Thank you, Ricky, for joining me on this Skype adventure. This is my First Skype interview, so thank you for helping me out with that. This was a pleasure talking thank to you. Thank you
0: for having me as a part of
1: it. You yeah, as well, absolutely. Well, there you go, guys. Thank you f- so much for listening. If you like this episode, or if it was meaningful to you, share it with your friends. Uh, a lot of these people that are interviewed like Ricky, they are very skilled at what they do, and they do provide meaningful, transformative services. So if something like that is up your alley. Uh, there's no, I don't get any referral bonuses or anything like that. This is just sharing information with a lot of my friends who are really passionate about what they do. So check Ricky out and then thank you so much for supporting the show, listening to it and, uh, subscribe. If you haven't, it's a great way to get continual content. We have a new Patreon account that you can support that way if you really like this show. So thank you one more time, Ricky and uh we'll have to have another one of these conversations this was pretty fun it's cool to be able to talk to somebody across the country without uh you know with technology so
0: yeah absolutely
1: <laughs> all right guys well thank you so much have a great and wonderful night or morning or whatever it is and we'll see you soon you're listening to the seven transformations podcast with your host
0: Tudor alexander for weekly articles on creating a life you love
1: Stay connected at the 7